Have you ever lived in total regret? Total regret. Like, you know, you're kind of looking back on life, and I do this all the time. You look back at situations in your life that you could have handled much differently. Or stupid shit that you did that you wish you never did. <laughs> Total regret. Like, press rewind here. Now that I'm a good, better, bigger person now and I realize that I was so stupid, I'm going to go back, I'm going to change that and then change the rest of my life. Simple little moments, simple stupid shit that you said. I mean, whether it be five minutes ago or 50 years ago, you're looking at life and the regrets that you had and you, and you think about it and you get yourself, you get your heart in a really odd place and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. How can I be such a human being to do that? Totally living in regret, totally just not enjoying that feeling wanting to just wither wish it away well thing is you did it the thing is you're not that person anymore and you have been saved by Jesus that's what I will say you are forgiven you know, um, a lot of times people say that forgiveness isn't for the forgiven, it's for the forgiver. And I couldn't agree more. You know, you just let go, you forgive them. It doesn't mean that whatever anybody else did was right. But what it means is that they're forgiven. It, it's, it's lifted. It doesn't mean you need to be their buddy. But it frees you from a feeling of, 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 of resentment, of hatred, and of, of that just brutal um, uncomfortable feeling, right? If you can just let go of that, the forgiveness has done its job, right? And, you know, sometimes you got to forgive yourself. You got to just live in a place that you, that, that you forgive yourself, you know? And, you know, goodness gracious. I mean, I, I, I know an awful lot of people who have done an awful lot of pretty darn bad things in this world. And who've lived, who have lived in such a way that if they didn't forgive themselves, they, they would no longer be walking the face of this earth. They would, have, they would have committed suicide, you know. And a lot of these people, you know, I mean, they gave their life to God, and, and that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, just to see them serve the Lord for the rest of their life from the terrors of what they have done. You know, uh, and I'm not, and I won't, I won't mention any names. I mean, there's just so much that, that can be, that can be, uh, that, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. But for you, you know, you're listening to this. What with you 
have you done that you haven't forgiven yourself for? Dig deep into that and look into it and realize that you're not that person anymore. So you can forgive yourself, okay? And pray on it. Welcome to Bologna Farm. Oh my heavens, oh, let me tell you, let me tell you, I am in a really good spot right now. Right now, I am walking around the house. My wife just went to work, it's Saturday morning. My daughter is staying overnight at grandma's house. And I'm getting ready to go hunting. <laughs> now, I'm dressed in camel. We just got done milking buttercup. There's a fire in the wood stove, okay? A week ago we started our first fire, and yes, we are kind of, uh, we would like to dry hump the wood stove, but it's too hot. You know, the, it's been raining for two days. It just got done raining an hour ago. The sun's about to come up, and I'm heading out to the deer stand. And shooting time is in an hour and ten minutes. Uh, I want my, my deer hunting spot's only a couple miles down the road, so... It takes like three minutes to get there, and it takes me five minutes to walk out to it. So, you know, I like to get there about 45 minutes before the legal shooting time. So I'm, I'm, I am sitting really pretty. And this morning I thought, yeah, I'm going to make a podcast. I'm going to make a podcast. Uh, what is it? Oh, by the way, I got a tasty email from Chris, and he got a doe the other day. So he's got a deer and a half in the freezer right now. And one of the things that he was asking me is, can I feed my deer carcass and stuff to the chickens? Hell to the yeah. But here's the deal. <laughs> you can throw that deer carcass and the guts and all that shit in your chicken pen. The chickens will go hog wild with everything that you're unable to knife off the bone. And uh, the fat and stuff like that. They just love it. But here's the deal. You know, after a few weeks of nice, not so below freezing weather, uh, that's going to get a little dank. So, uh, you know, I've been known to take parts of the deer carcass and freeze them in my freezer if I have room because I have a big chest freezer out in the garage. And uh, uh, set them out there as needed. Uh, I've also filled five gallon pails with the uh, the deer fat and stuff, and, and if, especially if it's freezing weather outside, uh, I use that as kind of like a suet for the chickens and stuff, like especially the fats. And uh, that, that really works out well. It really works out well. So I mean, you know, it's, it's something to think about. You know, the gut pile, you know, usually I've never done that. I've never like brought the gut pile home. I've always gutted my deer in the woods. So the eagles, the crows, the skunks, the coyotes, the wolves, whatever, bears, they get it. But, um, well, what could it hurt? I mean, a lot of you, you know, feed your chickens the food scraps that you have every night after supper, which is totally awesome. By the way, if you're going to feed the chickens food scraps and you have chicken bones in it, Please be sure that your dog doesn't get into that, because that kind of sucks if that happens. Dogs don't really do well with that. I mean, it's not going to kill your dog necessarily, but it has been known to kill dogs because they get the freaking chicken bone. They, they, uh, they're, they're real hollow, so I mean, they, 
they break up and they kind of get like bone slivers and then they get caught in the dog's throat so it's not a good thing but anyway chickens can eat that all the live long day chickens favorite food is chicken did you know that did you know that i do it all the time every time we have a chicken carcass that's left over and we got all the stock and everything out of it i always take it out there and give it to them and they just they get their t-rex on so you know i mean feeding the chickens your dead deer your meat trimmings your whatever you were butchering um when i butcher meat birds i actually take all that and i throw it in the garbage i, I don't I don't feel the need to, to uh, you know, feed them chicken guts and chicken skin, chicken feathers, you know what I mean? And heads and legs and all that stuff. Um, we have been known to keep the chicken feet and then boil them and get the fat or whatever it is off of them. My wife does whatever that's called. And uh, it works out pretty well for us. I mean, it's, it's neat. But um, that being said, you know, if you're going to feed your animals, you know, um, there was one time I took a box of Lucky Charms that we had forever, and it was old and stale, and I threw it out in the chicken pen, and they wouldn't touch it. And I got on social media and said something about it, and then a guy said he left a box of Lucky Charms in the garage or something. The chickens came in there, tore it open, and ate it. So maybe his Lucky Charms are different than my Lucky Charms, or maybe chickens don't like stale Lucky Charms, but mine wouldn't touch it. Would not touch it. Which, uh, huh, if that means to tell you something. But uh, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I mean, you're, you're feeding your chickens what you can feed them and not have to pay for to get on with your, you know, you're getting eggs. If you can get the most eggs for free, that's great. But your eggs are never free. <laughs> Especially if you raise them from when they were chicks. I mean, about the freest eggs you'll ever get is the ones that you buy feed for and you get, but you still bought your eggs. You know, like let's say somebody has a bunch of chickens that are six months to 18 months old and they're just getting rid of chickens and you are able to take those put them in your coop at home and start feeding them and they gave them to you that is about the most free eggs you'll ever get okay and you it's actually even still to that point cheaper to go to the store and buy them but the product you get is so much better okay you know where it came from you're sustaining yourself and you get the eggs okay now keep this in mind and i've said this on the poultry homestead podcast a million times now that it's Bologna farm it's a little different but hey i've said it a million times if you have a chicken that will lay 250 eggs a year, that will give you many, many, many more meals and be much more value to you than raising a meat bird and eating it. It'll only feed you for a couple days. So, a chicken that feeds you three quarters of the year is of more value to you than the meat bird that you raise. 
Now, am I telling you not to raise meat birds? Absolutely not. I'm just saying that when you raise meat birds, it's okay to do in quantity, but egg egg layers feed you more. Because 250 eggs, you know, put those in a big barrel, right? That takes up a hell of a lot of room, doesn't it? Take one meat bird, put it in that same barrel, right? There you go. Um, But you know, meat birds, boy, they're so, the reason they're so dirty is because they eat so much and they're growing so fast and a lot of food is running through them. And they're not as flighty, but you know those Freedom Rangers that I was raising uh, last year and the year before, I, I still have a freezer full of meat birds, by the way. But those Freedom Rangers that I was raising, absolutely amazing, totally awesome. Um, they 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 are actually they do run around the farmyard. I mean, they're not like egg layers. They're not egg layers, but they're definitely not like Cornish Cross like you know lethargic camp out by the feeder kind of a thing these are actually you know they'll they'll tool around the yard quite a bit it's a it's a good blessing and uh that's part of what i like about them but that being said do what makes you happy if if cornish cross make you happy raise the cornish cross if that's what you're used to if that's what you like do that do what makes you happy If you only like to raise meat birds and you don't like to raise egg layers, do what makes you happy. If you only like to raise ornamental birds and have pets and get very few eggs, do that if it makes you happy. That's what we're doing, okay? How sustainable you want to be is up to you. It's okay. Uh, Those of us who are homesteaders, you know, uh, we're not throwing hatchets at each other. We're, we're helping each other, right? So that is where I am right now. I am here to help you and help each other. Whether you have a mansion on a hill and six chickens that you just like for pets, or whether you're like Victor and Tanya down in Tennessee and you're totally off-gridding it, you know? and making almost everything of your own, right? I mean, we are all at a different stage. Even if you're in an apartment building and you're raising a tomato plant, (laughs) you know, that's, uh, everybody is in their different space right now and it's okay. If we were all, if we all had the same goal, what fun would that be? Be a big old dick measuring contest, so. Keep that in mind, and when you're feeding your birds, table scraps and everything like that, keep this in mind. Many people have told me that a lot of the things that I feed my birds will kill my birds, and it's never killed my birds, and if it's something they don't want to eat, they just don't eat it. But yet they're scratching around and burying it and putting it in the compost pile and loving this and loving that. It's okay. You can feed your birds. You know your birds better than somebody else knows your birds. And don't let the internet scoundrels tell you what you're doing wrong all the time. One of the worst ways to get information, and I found this out because I like to hunt and I follow a lot of hunting groups. One of the worst ways to get information is to ask a random question to a group on Facebook. 
Sometimes you get your best answers. I mean, if you know there's truly authentic people in there. But when it comes to like, say the archery bow hunting realm, oh my God, you are setting yourself up for terrible failure. <laughs> so anyway, ridicule comes from all and don't live in regret. Don't live in regret. Forgive yourself and get on with your life and be that new person that knows that what you did was wrong and you will try to flourish and blossom from here on out. <laughs> oh, that's funny, isn't it? Only if life could be a life of flourishing and blossoming. Right. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. If you do want to connect, it is Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com thank you for listening today and god bless you oh man i can't wait to go hunting i better get my butt moving anyway have a good one <laughs>